Hello and welcome back to the Audio DT with Rib-T, the Audio Devar Torah with Rib-T, the Sheer where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Although sometimes we talk 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, sometimes we talk a little more succinctly, sometimes shooting for 15 minutes, we did that last year, sometimes we'll do mini-talks. And maybe going forward, if we continue, we might do more mini-talks than other ones, keeping it a little more succinct, a little more to the point. So this week, let's talk about bringing the sacrifice. It says in the Pasuk in Perak Yud, Pasuk Aleph Tibet, Nadav and Navihu, the sons of Aharon, they took their, their pan, they took their carbon, they took their machtaso before Hashem and they died before Hashem. The big question is, why did the sons die? What did they do wrong? What was not okay with bringing sacrifices? So Rashi picks up from it right away. A fire went forth. Rabbi Eliezer says, Our own sons died only because they rendered halachic decisions in the presence of Moshe, their teacher. Rabbi Shmuel says they died because they had entered the sanctuary after having drunk wine. The proof is that after their death, Scripture admonished the survivors that they may not enter the sanctuary after having drunk wine. Is analogous to a king who had a faithful attendant. When he found him standing at tavern entrances, he severed his head in silence, appointed another attendant in his place. We would not know why he put the first to death, but for his enjoining the second thus, you must not enter the doorway of taverns from which we know that for such a reason he had put the first one to death. Thus it says, and fire went forth from before Hashem consumed them. They died before Hashem, but we would not know why not the Vinavihu died, but for he commanding Aaron, do not drink wine that will lead to intoxication. We know from this that they died precisely on account of the wine. For this reason, Scripture showed love to Aaron by directing his divine utterance to him alone. Thus do not drink wine that will lead to intoxication, as recounted in Vayikarabah. We've talked about this before in general on the other shows. If you want to get drunk with something, get drunk with the words of Torah. You want to feel intoxicated, be intoxicated with the mitzvahs, with chesed, with learning Torah, doing for Hashem. Don't get intoxicated on substances. Don't get intoxicated on external influences such as wine. I myself am not a drinker. Me and my, my wife, even on Purim, we're very against it. During the year, if we want to have that sparkly, we get non-alcoholic beverages. We have a whole episode on this on OT Talk for the love of non-alcoholic beverages. There's a drink called M-I-N-G-L-E. Mingle, they make Cosmos and the like, and it tastes like a drink, but it has no alcohol. You want to have sparkling, get sparkling grape juice. That's our little extra thing we do for Shabbos. We had it on Pesach for the Seders. In general, for Yom Tov and Shabbos, we try to have sparkling grape juice. They have a host of flavors from Kedem. Wonderful. Don't serve Hashem intoxicated. The only type of intoxication to serve Hashem is intoxication for the love of mitzvahs, the love of chesed, the love of learning Torah. Chabad brings the sources to us as usual, and the Chabad brings up from the sources from the Medrash Rabbah with Rashi also, Bar Kapara said in the names of Rabbi Yirmiya Beliazar, they died on account of four things, the sons of Aram, for drawing near, for offering, for the strange fire, for not having taken counsel from one another, from each other, for drawing near because they entered into the innermost precincts of the sanctuary, for offering because they offered a sacrifice which they had not been commanded to offer, for the strange fire they brought in fire from the kitchen, for not having taken counsel from each other, as it says, each 
took his machtaso, his censor, implying that they acted each on his own initiative, not taking counsel from one another. We should not take counsel from ourselves. We should take counsel from one another, from ourselves, from our sages, from our elders, from the Talmud, from the Torah, from Hashem Himself, from our rabbis. I say lacharav, Pirkei Elvis teaches to us. You can't do anything yourself without getting guidance from your rabbi. The other day, I tried making challah. And I did it the wrong way. And we said, can we do hafrasha or not? Can we use the bracha or not? Can we separate the challah? So we called up one of the rabbis in the community of one of the shuls we go to. And we asked him, we need the counsel, we need the advice, we need to know what to do. We can't act on our own. That might be one of the things that was not good that they had going here. Not taking counsel from others. Rabbi Mani of Shav, Rabbi Yeshua and Sichmin, Rabbi Yochanan, the neighbor of Yelevi said, the sons of Aaron died on account of four things. Because they had drunk wine. As it says, do not drink wine or strong drink that you not die. Because they served in the sanctuary lacking the prescribed number of priestly garments. Because they entered the sanctuary without washing their hands and feet. Because they had no children. As it says, none of of you died and they had no children. We should do what we can to serve in the right way. To serve Hashem in a priestly way. We have a whole lecture series about royalty. Dressing like royals. Talking like royals. Behaving like royals. Acting like a royal, doing what we can to be royally attuned and attired. We should do what we can to, to find our spouses, to have kids if we haven't yet, or we haven't zochi yet. Keep trying, we do what we can. Sarah and Avraham waited many years to have children. They were given after a long time. Unfortunately, it's a journey for many people, a very sad journey for many people. Unfortunately, infertility is a major problem. Loss is also a major problem for many people, and the society of the Jewish life should be much more attuned to it. There are wonderful organizations out there like Nechama Comfort, who are there to help everyone by the side. But that's a mitzvah we have to try to do. They ask many questions after 120 years. Asakta Bapiria Verivia, did you try to have children? Did you do business properly? Were you honest? Did you wait for Mashiach? Did you learn every day? A lot of different questions. Another thing to remember is also having the proper hygiene, having the proper respect for mitzvahs and, and doing what you can, making sure to have those washed hands and feet when we're involved in doing things the right way, especially when cooking or the like, not just hygiene, preparing yourself in the right way, making sure you have gloves, nothing grosser than seeing gross, dirty hands preparing food. Nobody wants to eat that. Nobody wants to see that, especially when involved in mitzvahs. Abachanan says that it was because they had no wives, for it is written regarding the high priest, he shall make atonement for himself and for his house. His house, Beito, refers to his wife. Rabbi Levi says that they were arrogant. Many women remained unmarried waiting for them. What did they say? Our father's brother is a king. Our mother's brother is a prince. Nachshon, the head of the tribe of Yehuda. Our father's a high priest and we're both deputy high priests. What woman is worthy of us? Arrogant way of looking at things. Haughty way of thinking of things. Motion R went first. Another Navio walked behind them and all of Israel followed. Another Navio were saying, When will those two old men die and we assume authority over the community? Rabbi Yehuda, name of Rabbi Ivo, said, They will utter this to one another with their mouths, while Rabbi Pinchas said that they harbor the thought in their hearts. Others say that. You know, they, they had to make sure to, to think about what they were saying the right ways. So others say that they harbor the thoughts in their hearts. Some say that they uttered it with their mouths. Others say they already deserve to die at Mount Sinai when they callously feasted their eyes on the divine. This comes from the Medjushrab and Rashi. Point being, you know, no life, no wife, no life. It's so important to try to find that spouse if you don't have one already. If you have a spouse, you're Zoha, appreciate the spouse, cherish the spouse, take care of the spouse. 
and enjoy the time you have one another with this spouse. Not everyone's granted 120 years of life and not everyone's granted many, many, many years with a husband or a wife. Cherish the time. Make sure you realize Isho Beto Balato Ishto Beto. The wife is the house. Don't be arrogant. Don't be haughty. Realize Hashem is the ruler and no one else. Realize who's really above us. Really, only Hashem could lead and those who he charges. Don't try to assume the community role. Don't try to utter things and harbor arrogance or haughtiness in your hearts. All good lessons for us to learn. God forbid somebody is lost from the world. We have to think what we could learn from it, what we could take from it, how we could go from that, and what we can bring to our own lives from it many lessons, many things that Nadavanavihu, even from the sadness, can teach us. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says the sons of Aaron died only because they gave legal decision in the presence of their master Moshe. What was the exposition they made? They interpreted the verse in Vayikra, the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire upon the altar. This is to teach us, they said, that although Father came down from heaven, it is nevertheless a mitzvah to bring also ordinary fire. This is indeed the law. Their sin was not... Was, their sin was that they rendered a halachic decision in the presence of their teacher from the Talmud and Erevin and Rashi. Thinking to mind, bringing to mind the idea, you can't just make decisions on your own. Like we talked about before, like when I did the challah the other day, you can't just decide what to do on your own. You got to get the advice. You got to get what to do from those around you. You got to look into a teacher, a selacharav. You can acquire a friend, even if it means monetarily through a business or whatnot, but you got to make a real Rabbi, for yourself, someone to le- render the decisions for you, someone to come to, someone to talk to, someone to to find and to, to be able to relate to. Dada Deviu died because Aaron's making of the golden calf. One opinion says, as written, against Aaron was God greatly enraged to destroy him. I prayed also for Aaron at that time. To destroy him means the death of children. As is written, I destroyed his fruit from above. Moshe's prayer was halfway effective so that two died and two remained alive. Sometimes Hashem wants to be Kadosh. V'nikdashi b'sochachem is the phraseology. I don't remember the exact phraseology. But v'nikdashi b'tocham, I will be sanctified among you, Hashem tells us. Sometimes Hashem needs to take those who are closest to Him. Hashem needs to have sanctification through a person. Kiddush Hashem, someone dying on Kiddush Hashem. Sometimes... We need to realize what we can do not to enrage Hashem as well. And then the Orachayim talks about they came close to God and died. They approached the supernal light out of the great love of the holy and thereby died. They, thus they died by divine kiss, such as experienced by the perfectly righteous. It is only that the righteous die when the divine kiss approaches them while they died by their approaching it. Although they sensed their own demise, this did not prevent them from drawing near to Hashem in attachment, delight, delectability, fellowship, love, kissing, and sweetness to the point that their soul ceased from them. Coming from the Orachaim. We must realize sometimes we can only approach Hashem from a distance. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, the Navi, the greatest Navi of all time, couldn't come so close to Hashem. He saw Hashem from behind. He stood in the crevice of the cave. Hashem said, nobody could see me and live. You could only see the back of me. You could only understand a little bit. You could see the knot of my tefillin in the back. You can't, kiviyocha, whatever that means. You can't really understand. But it also is about the whole idea of sacrifices in general. What do we do with our own sacrifices in our own life? What sacrifices do we make for those around us, for Hashem Himself? What sacrifices do we give to those around us? What sacrifices do we give to Hashem? Do we try to push push ourselves to learn a little bit every day? Do we try to break our teeth over the day's daf, which might be really difficult? For me, sometimes it's so, so difficult. A lot of times, 99% of the time. 
Do we try to make a few minutes to learn, even if the day is crazy busy, even if we're crazy tired? What can we do to make the sacrifices in the day? Nadav and Aviyu teach us many different lessons, but also to take the zeal for Hashem and use it in the right way, to make and bring sacrifices to those around us in the right way. What can we do to bring sacrifices in the right way? What can we do to push off our own needs to help our families and to do more for Hashem? I might want to relax right now, but Hashem wants me to work right now. You could always relax later. I might want to take care of myself right now, but my spouse needs me right now. My kids need me. And then I could take care of myself. Spouse, then kids, and then yourself. Of course, Hashem being involved the whole time. I might want to relax, but I can relax later. We need to take care of our spouses, then children, then those around us, all the while sacrificing for Hashem himself. That's a real way to bring real proper sacrifices to Hashem while incorporating proper sacrifices into our own lives, into our own days. We have to learn from Nadav and Aviyu. We have to learn not to render halachic decisions without people. Remember, remembering not to be intoxicated, only to be intoxicated and to be drunk on mitzvahs, drunk on Torah, drunk on learning, and, and drunk on being involved in a Torah lifestyle. We have to remember to be a faithful attendant to Hashem. We have to remember not to come in the wrong way. We have to make sure to do what we can not to be intoxicated, to show the love to Hashem, to do things in the right way, not to have strange fires, not to take counsel in the wrong way. Make sure to learn for Hashem, to do for Hashem, not to drink the wine, but to drink the wine of Torah and mitzvahs, to make sure to find the spouse, have the kids as much as we can, make sure to realize that Ishtar Gufa, not to be arrogant, not to be haughty, not to assume leadership when we're not supposed to. Not to give legal decisions in front of others to do mitzvahs and Torah. Not to get enraged and not to be arrogant, but to come to Hashem in the proper way, in a right way, not in a bad way. Serve Hashem in the best way we can. Sacrifice our lives in the best way we can in order to be close to Hashem as much as we can. In order to learn for Hashem, to do for Hashem. If we could learn from others, if we could do for others, if we could come to Hashem in the right way, all the while guiding ourselves in the right way, doing things in the right way, what can we do? How can we live? How can we get more drunk on Torah? How could we get more drunk on mitzvahs? How could we be more connected to reach Hashem in a godly way, to reach other people in a godly way? Sacrifices could be little things, a minute here, a minute there for Torah. For mitzvahs, for chesed, pushing ourselves to cook for others, to do for others, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult. What can we do to arrange ourselves, arrange our lives, to be inspired and not depressed, dejected by the life and the loss that was not of an but in order to learn from them, to do more in our own lives and for those around us. If we can do so, we can make the world a more light place, a more lit place, a more positive way, and hopefully bring Mashiach speedily in our days, may it be today. This has been the Audio DT Mini Talk with Reb T, and I'm your host, Reb T.